Hi, and welcome once again to Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. It has been said that 80% of what contributes to our decision-making and our action is based on what we see. What you see is what you get. That's the theme for this message. Stay tuned. You're going to be blessed. We have a wonderful model of the very concept of what we refer to as mentoring. Mentoring. Usually we associate mentoring with leadership. We consider that it's wise to mentor those who would be leaders. In fact, good leadership is always in demand. I mean, it's in demand in all spheres of human endeavor. The best leaders, it has been concluded, are those who have been mentored to perform that task. I say again, they are mentored. And, and, and when we stop and think about this business of mentoring somebody, we will then appreciate the fact that it means pouring into someone else. Mentoring is the exercise of an experienced person providing the lesser experienced person with the necessary knowledge and guidance and enablement that they might achieve their purpose. I believe that the best leaders are those that have been skillfully and I would say even more perceptively mentored out of a relationship that causes one to be the fulfilling of all of their potential. We don't have time in this fast-paced world of ours, we think to properly prepare people for the future. We say the world is moving too fast for that now. We just got to get somebody, put them in there, and that's it. Not realizing that if you put ill-prepared persons, particularly in leadership, you are asking for disaster. Long before the Grecian who came up with the whole concept of mentoring. Odysseus was his name. He developed a poem and that poem described and gave inspiration toward the worth of mentorship. That happened 3,000 years ago. However, 
Blessed be the name of God. He was way ahead of the Grecian to the extent that he gave us this timely model in what we call the Holy Scriptures. Here the model is. It's a model of mentoring, yes, and it's between Elijah and Elisha. And if you note with me that Elisha and Elijah were both with names that gave God honor. Elisha and Elijah, I believe, were brought together not merely for that particular time period, but for the world's sake, that we all may look in the mirror of Scripture and see how we can be our better and nobler selves, even by taking the responsibility to mentor someone else. Elisha came into Elijah's life in a rather extraordinary way because he did not go to the schools of the prophets. He did not have the benefit of that level of education. In fact, he was a farmer. And when you read, now note these, take them home with you. 1 Kings chapter 19. And you read 2 Kings all the way through to 13. And what you're going to find is all of the information concerning the development of Elisha. So then we must look at the condition. Say the condition. The condition, the condition is that over there in uh, the passage when God gave Elijah... In chapter 19 of 1 Kings, he, God says to him, go and find Elisha, the son of Shephat. I want you to find him, and when you find him, anoint him. Because he's going to be the one that will take your place, or your room, as the scripture says. So then, the condition is that he is now, Elijah, on a mission to find somebody in Bermuda who has no idea of what God has planned for their life, happy at what they're doing, but it's not the plan that God has for their life. Comfortable where they are. But the Bible tells me that Elijah was instructed by God. Go and find him. 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 16. Go find him and anoint him. For he shall be in your room or in your place. Mentoring, not only in the religious sense, but mentoring in all positions. It would be wise of us to find the right persons. To match the right assignment. Because when you put people in assignments, 
that they have not been conditioned for. Again, I say, you can expect disaster. The three points of this message, the condition, the contribution, and the continuance. Stay tuned and you'll see how these three points encapsulates this message, this word, into your life. So then you and I have to understand that when we are going to be mentored, you can't mentor people who are not under you, connected to you, walking with you. Bible said that everywhere that Elijah went, Elisha was there. Why? Because he had to keep him clean. And because he was being shaped. The Bible is a book of lessons giving us instruction that can be depended upon even though time changes. So now notice this. I said the condition, all of that is under the condition, but the condition now is going to be rewarded with a contribution. And here's the contribution. The contribution is that he's with Elijah, and as he's with Elijah, Elijah gets the sense that it's going to be time for him to be translated. And so what he does is, open your Bible and let's go there. And you're going to see in verse 1, it says, And it came to pass when the Lord would, what? Take up Elijah, where? Into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went where? He went where? He went with Elijah to Gilgal. Say Gilgal. Remember Gilgal? Gilgal was the place that after they crossed the Jordan, the Israelites, out of the 40 years of wandering, remember that? That when they were getting ready to go into the promised land, Gilgal was the place where they had their first communion service. Okay? It was there that all the children or, or the, or the, the uh, people that were born in the wilderness were circumcised. So Gilgal was a special place. Come on, say he went to Gilgal. And as he went to Gilgal, guess what happened? He went to Gilgal and found that Gilgal was the place where he would set up a school. Because in those days, they had schools for the prophets. Huh? We got a lot of prophets that, you're a prophet, man. No, you had to go through some stuff. We got folk who are prophets this and prophet that and prophet the other. Ain't been through nothing. Don't even understand this. Don't even live this. But they call themselves prophets. You know who the real prophet maker is? God. Are you with me? Okay. But now do you still have to be conditioned. And now what, what's going to happen? So now here they're at Gilgal. You know why? Elijah, knowing God's getting ready to call him, went 
to Gilgal was to go to the school and say, how y'all doing? I want to see. I want to see the state of y'all. I'm getting ready to leave now, but I, I want to make sure y'all okay. But everybody all right over here? Everybody all right in Gilgal? Y'all okay? And he left there, and the Bible says he left Gilgal. And as he's getting ready to go, he says to uh, Elisha, "Stay here. Stay, stay here. You tarry here. Stay here." And he said, no, I can't. I can't stay. I pray thee, stay, tarry, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. <laughs> Got that? So stay here. I'm going on. You stay here. And what does he say? I will not leave thee. So they went on to Bethel. Got it? So he stayed. he's still with him. But yet he was told to stay. Stay with the other uh, students, the other pupils. Stay. Maybe you learn something. Stay. No. I'm not going. I'm going to stay right with you. And he stayed with him. And they went on to Bethel. And you know about Bethel. That's where Jacob's place is. That's where Jacob said he, he God was, became so close to him. He said, this is the house of God. Okay? And so that's another significant place. So that was another place where Elijah set up a school of the prophets. And he said the same thing. He said, the Lord is now calling me on to Jericho. So I want you to stay here. Elijah, stay here. No, no, as the Lord lives, I'm not going. I'm going to follow you. Wherever you go. And he said, no, I'm not going. I'm, I'm going to go with you. And they went on from Bethel, and they came to Jericho. You know what Jericho is? Remember Jericho? Hmm? Huh? That's, where, that's where Joshua was led by God to have them walls come tumbling down. Am I right? It was the first city in all the cities of Canaan that had to be conquered. Are you with me? Now, so, he's, so he set up a school in Jericho. So he's got a school in Jericho, a school in Bethel. He's got a school in Gilgal. Come on, somebody. And the number of students that were in Jericho were 50 sons of the prophets. Because those who were students or pupils there, they were referred to as sons of the prophet. Now, you didn't hear me. They were referred to as sons of the prophet. I said they were referred to as sons of the prophet. May not have been his biological children, but they were spiritual children. Are you with me? So now, here, stay, don't leave. I've got to go on. I'm not leaving you. I'm, I'm going to stay with you all the way. I will not leave you. And Elijah took, watch this now, his journey right to Jordan. And when he got to the Jordan River, he said, now, I'm going through. What are you going to do? You, you, you don't have to. I'm with you. Wherever you go. So he took his mantle 
And when he took his mantle, he struck the water. And when he struck the water, it opened up. Say, that's a miracle. And he walked straight through. It's one thing to hear the teachings and the instructions. It's another thing to see the supernatural manifested. It's one thing to preach. It's another thing to let God use you for the supernatural. You understand what I'm saying? The supernatural. And that's where I believe the church today has its greatest opportunity for witness. Because when the world sees the genuineness of the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost and of God through the anointing and virtue, then they're going to say, oh my God, there's something else happening here. You understand that? So you've got to understand that the contribution was that he's introducing him now to that next level. Somebody needs to go to the next level. Look at somebody and say, you need to go to the next level. You need to go to the next level. In, 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 it's one thing to read the Bible every day. It's, it's another thing to, to, you know, to have your little devotion times. And, oh, come on now, you got to go to the next level. 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 You got to go where God wants you to be. You've got to reach up higher, way beyond your grasp. Well, we sincerely trust, as always, that you've been blessed and inspired by this word, and that you indeed might have the eyes of your understanding enlightened so that you might see, and what you see, you will get. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.